It's time for The Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. It ain't ever good enough. It ain't ever good enough. It ain't good enough. I loved that video. Who didn't? It was Wasn't amazing. It awesome. I did have some flashbacks, though. <laughs> yeah, I only heard that about oh, 700,000 times in my day. Sure, all those guys were like, whoa, uh, a head coach that yells right here and gets intense? Oh, whoa, this is a new era. Oh, okay. Yeah. New era's here. No, that, that, that was, was great. Uh, that, was, that got everyone excited last night. It ain't ever good enough. It ain't ever good enough. It ain't good enough. Which I do hear that uh, when I don't do the best raking the leaves out of the front yard at my house. But uh, still, sentiment received there. But if that ain't the truth, man, I'll tell you, no good deed goes uh, unpunished at at the, the house whenever you're doing chores, right? It's like you, uh, hey, got the yard mowed. Well, you didn't weed it yet. Well, I was just saying that, you know, I got ahead of the curve. Here. It ain't good enough. <laughs> That's great, man. I love it. Intense coaches' workouts, hitting the stations a little bit. Um, you know, still somewhat easing the guys in, Tyler. And uh, they're going to continue to crank up the amplitude as the offseason rolls on. I just love it. It's like, don't think that you're just in here and you're the only college football team in here today. Now every college football team is working out today. Oh, yeah. And what you think you're doing right now, you may think that it's good enough. In reality, it's not, it's not good enough. It's never good enough. I love that. God, it's amazing. You took your shirt off once you heard that. Uh, Watch that video last night. Don't lie. Uh, no, I didn't take my shirt off. It was off. already off. It, it was already, yeah, it, it, that is true, actually. Um, no, that was great. I loved it. I loved the intensity. Um, you know, at the beginning of that clip, he all, what's he say? Like, you know, something about the entitlement, you know, like, you can't just show up. That's not how it works. Yeah. Um, I liked it all, man. I thought it was great. And... It's always going to be – it's not just – it's not a show. It's not because someone was standing over there with the camera. It's always going to be like that. And you can kind of see the anger in his face whenever he says it, right? Because he really <laughs> means it. And it's just something else, though, man, to where we're like, yep, this is exactly what this program needs. And a random point that I thought of earlier today, what, what's the national perception of Joe Castiglione as an athletic director? Pretty good, right? Sure. Like most people, whether they're in the the line of business that Josie is in, whether they're a national media member, everyone seems to have the same opinion that he's one of the best, if not the best. And I felt like he's won AD of the year here recently. Yeah. Like ev- everyone thinks he's awesome. So that's where I'm confused a little bit. How does everyone think Josie is awesome? And he is, by the way. His track record says he is. Josie is amazing. But how does everyone nationally always fawn over and say, oh, he's the best AD in college athletics? But then he makes a football hire, 
and everyone's like, oh, yeah, I just, I don't know, first-time head coach, I just don't think that that's going to do it. You see what I'm getting at here? Like, sure. that 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 whole thing doesn't really add up to me. If you think he's the best AD in the country, and he is, like, shouldn't you give him a little bit more credit for the football hire that he just made? Shouldn't you trust the hire that he just made a little bit more? I'm struggling with that today, I guess. Well, there's no reason to struggle with it. No reason to struggle with it. Yeah. I have, every now and then, I will pop off on social media, right? And <laughs> It's been uh, a little bit more often than every now and then here in the past two weeks. Yeah. Typically what it leads to is a bunch of yahoos in my mentions going back and forth with stupid arguments. Yeah, so okay? that's my favorite part about social media is you have to go through that. So I did, for the first time... Like, I don't ever want to mute a person, but I had to mute a conversation today because I just, I didn't want to see any more of it. It's it's just so stupid. What was the conversation of? It's a conversation back and forth about, like, Oklahoma versus USC and who's won more and who's going to be better and what Lincoln did at Oklahoma and what... Bob did at Oklahoma and what Lincoln's going to do. I don't care about any of that crap. It's stupid. It's a dumb argument. You're never going to convince someone. You think anyone at USC is going to go, oh, boy, I guess they're right. Lincoln is a bad hire and isn't going to make the program better. That's never going to happen. Give it 10 months and that might happen. Give, Give it 10 months. Yeah, they will have to live that out. It's the same thing here. We are going to have to live it out with Venables to before anyone will ever say that, you know, oh, it was a bad hire. Should have hired Lanning. Oh God, or no. Kiffin. I don't stop that. No, I don't want. I don't want to live in a world where uh, we're talking about. Well, if they hired Kiffin. They could have won nine games in twenty four. Hey, look what Kiffin did. Oh, Miss. Jeez. That look. I. I can't guarantee a lot of things. I will guarantee that no one, if this hire doesn't go the right way, no one will have the hindsight to say, yeah, Kiffin, he'd been a good hire. Yeah. I, 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 I refuse to believe that. Right. Well, I don't know. It's, it's just it's an annoyance. But anyways, it, it got me thinking today whenever I was uh, watching everyone have these dumb conversations. And we talked about it a little bit yesterday, and it's a bit of a bone to pick with you. Oh, good. All right, let's go. Come on. Well, you brought up, and I think you even played some excerpts from the Third Down podcast or whatever it's called from <laughs> Three and Out. Three and Out podcast. <laughs> nice try, though. Or Cover Three. I think it's Cover Three. Is it Three and Out? Uh, it is. Uh, yeah, it's actually Cover Three. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were all over it. The Par 3 podcast, okay? Um, you didn't tell me that one of the guys on there compared Oklahoma going to the SEC to Maryland going to the Big Ten and West Virginia going to the Big 12. It was like an hour and a half podcast, so I was just kind of trying to do other things I while listening to that as background noise. I saw someone reference that on Twitter, though, the day that it came out, and I never found that. But that is the biggest crap of all time. 
OU and Maryland should never, and I don't care any situation, ever be compared at all. And to think that since Maryland struggled in the Big Ten, that OU's going to struggle in the If you think that OU's going to struggle in the SEC, I mean, that's fine, but don't say it, it's because Maryland went to the Big Ten and didn't have a great start either. That's, that's about the worst thing you could say. Here's the one time maybe you can compare Oklahoma and Maryland. When they wear those weird Maryland flag uniforms and we wear the bring the wood uniforms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bring the wood uniforms are the only things worse than their uh, bring the flag uniforms. <laughs> you know, every now and then coaches have like this. Who was it that had the uh, was it was it is it Dabo that has where they go and bury the national championship trophy or something like that? And you're like done with it and you move on to the next year. Where's that from? Uh, Barry, the National Championship Trophy. I've never heard anyone well, doing I'm, that before. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's basically you're saying that that year is done. We've already – nothing else How comes are you from supposed it. to show it off in your facility if you bury it? Did he well, get like a replica trophy or something? I'm sure. I'm, I don't think they actually bury it. They probably just – I don't know. Anyways, the point is it's it's like – it's to make a point that – that gets us nothing moving forward. So we're burying it. We're done with it. We move on. We should probably have a ceremony to do that with the bring the wood uniforms, right? I say just it's got to be. What you think it was like a ten year contract? That had to be our tenth year that we just got done with. No, Ele- or was it twelve? No, twenty uh, thirteen. I think is the first year <sighs> that they don So we we've got a, we got a little bit longer. No. Do you think it was a 10-year contract? I don't know what the contract was. I wish it was a one-year contract, but they seem to think that they're pretty well, awesome. I Look, the, the opinion that they? you and I have, I don't know. It seems like the players, the players uh, in what was that, 2018, chose to wear those in the Big 12 championship game against Texas. And my understanding is some uh, people up there at OU are like, <laughs> guys, May not be the best idea you've ever had, but they insisted that they wore those uniforms. Like, I have an opinion of it. You have an opinion of it. The fan base has it. But it feels like our opinions are a little bit different than what the players actually think. I would have – tell me if you've ever done this in a situation. I Say if I was the coach and, okay, you guys get to pick the uniforms. Yeah, we're going to pick the bring the wood unis, the white and the red pants and the whatever helmets. You say, okay – um, captain's meeting, check that box, Rhonda, whatever. And whenever you get down to the game, you just pack the regular white unis. And they're like, wait, I thought we picked the bring the wood. And you're like, oh, we forgot. And you didn't really forget. You just like, you know, sometimes that's how you have to handle Sh- something like that. Sean says 2014 was the first year, and I was inf- <laughs> I was told by your co-host we couldn't recruit without him. Oh, that is enough of that, Okay. I've done my sentence on the alternate uniforms situation. That should not be brought up again. Bring out the 1980s mesh jerseys. Hey, in your defense... I would like that. Yeah, I I would too. In your defense, it sounds like that's what the uh, coaching staff thought at the time, that they had to get alternate uniforms to be able to recruit. That's what I was told. (laughs) Yes. I was told that by a coach, okay? So... Jason OC says bring the wood uniforms. Definitely don't bring the wood. That's true. It, you know, and I've had this conversation before. I, it's a good-looking uniform, but it's not OU. 
It's I don't I don't think it's a good looking uniform. I'll even disagree with you on that. Yeah. One. Also, text line. It'd be okay to compare OU and Maryland competing for owning Texas. Uh, the Terps were two and zero against UT recently. Oh my God. Yeah, that was the uh, Herman lost his opener to him right Tw- two years in a row. Yep. Yep. His yep. very yep. first yep. Texas game. Yep. Amazing. Wow. Well, um, I don't know. The best alternates were the 3 alternates against North Texas. Yeah, because it's, it was understated. You just yeah. had the white helmet, gray face mask, and the it's, sleeves. It, it's the perfect combination. It makes everyone happy. You have a different uniform. The players like that. But it's a you know tip of the cap to the old uniforms from back in the day, which mm-hmm. the fans love. I And I don't. We don't need to get off on a full-on uh, uniform conversation today, but that's that's the perfect way to do it. It's the perfect way to do it. If you want to do throwbacks, that's fine, but do it to the past, and everybody will be happy. Here's something that's kind of funny. Until you lose in them, then everyone will want to burn them. Right. What is that crap? Um, so we, we also wore black cleats with it, which was the first time we ever wore bl- anything other than white cleats with like the red accents or whatever. And so we practiced in the black cleats that week because you got to break in your cleats a little bit. And Coach Stoops said one of the days that week, he's like, you know, I like those black cleats. Maybe we should just wear black cleats the rest of the year. So they did like a full-on, which I don't know how many pairs of cleats they have. If you have 100 guys, there's probably – Five, seven, eight hundred pairs oh, yeah. of cleats back there. They just did a full-on total swap out of all the cleats from white to uh, black. That was pretty funny. I can't believe. Did you get to keep that jersey? No. Oh, I didn't get to keep the helmet or the jersey or nothing. Anything. Someone Dang. told me. I think I had an option to buy it, or they were going to auction it off. And at the time, I was like, "Why the hell would I want to keep a jersey or a helmet? Like, I'm not going to be playing football in it." auction it off. No, like that's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate to give you credit, but someone sent in a picture of you in that jersey on yeah. the day of the game and like it's raining and you can see the raindrops in the photo. It's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool picture of you. You yeah. should probably own this photo since you don't have the jersey or the helmet. No, no, just It's got to uh, be laying around in someone's garage somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll go garage sale shopping all across the state this summer and I'm sure we'll it'll turn up somewhere. Well, hopefully it's not the guy that bought uh, my Cotton Bowl jersey from someone for a lot of money that it's not is your Cotton Bowl jersey. hanging on my wall. <laughs> my Cotton Bowl jersey is, so uh, <laughs> I felt tough. bad for him. I didn't, have, I didn't say anything, though. I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to like break his heart right there. I was like, ah, oh, that's nice. How much did he pay for it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it was all done up real nice in one of those things that you frame out. Yeah, bad deal. All right, let's hit an opening timeout. Hit us on the text line, 651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler and Teddy, we're inside the Brown O'Haver studio. Someone just relayed to me that they want to see the uh, anthracite uniforms come about for OU football, which... That's about as controversial of a take as you can have about uh, alternate uniforms uh, moving forward, right? You want the anthracite to happen? Because I think a lot of people think uh, say, when, they, when the basketball team wears them, God, 
why are they wearing those anthracite? Even the softball program that can do no wrong right now. God, why are they wearing those anthracite uniforms? Um, it's a hard no for me on football unis in anthracite. Um, which, why are we calling it that? It's gray. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Here's my here's my theory, okay? OU has a massive brand, okay? It's one of the most recognizable brands in all of college football, heck, in all of sports. So, to me, you always want to stay true to that. You shouldn't ever have a situation where someone flips the channel over to one of your football games and doesn't instantly know exactly who's playing without ever having to see the score up and and be told you should always be really, really close to your original uniform. And that's kind of the thing with the uh, bring the wood is because you get away from that a little bit. And if you're out there in anthracite, it's the same thing. It's stay off of that brand that you built. I wonder if Brent Venable saw those like his first couple days on campus. He's like, they've been wearing what? Because he seems like a very traditional type of guy. Um, Clemson's not really one of those historically recognizable brands. So them wearing like purple jerseys is a little bit understandable. OU's different. I wonder if he was like, what in the hell are those when he first saw the Bring the Wood uniforms? I don't know. My hope is that, yes, is that's what he said. That's that's mm-hmm. an interesting question. And... I just, I just hope we didn't wear them whenever they beat us in that Russell Athletic Bowl or. Uh, no, they, they, Cho- they, they did not Bowl. wear those. What was it? Was it the Russell Athletic? It was the Russell Athletic Bowl. Does that yeah. company still exist? Uh, I, I don't know. I'll go to Walmart after the show today, and I'll let you know. That's <laughs> probably where you're going to find it. <laughs> they still exist on their exclusive contract with Walmart, which means Walmart probably bought them. I'm really nervous about this text on the Air Cover Solutions Uh-oh. text line six five one thirty four thirty nine. Must be a BFC text. No, he did say he took his pants off, though, when he watched that uh, video last <laughs> night. I mean, jeez. So someone has a, an old jersey of yours. Okay. And there's, like, a tag on it that says authentic, and, like, clearly mm-hmm. they bought it. This was a game-worn jersey. Mm-hmm. Do you have your jersey from the Rose Bowl at your house? Yes. Oh no! Really? I think so. Someone's asking. Um, please ask Teddy if this wall, if this is hanging on his wall. I hope not. White jersey. It's got the Rose Bowl patch on it. It looks like you autographed the jersey as well, but it says um, like authentic on it. Looks like it was like checked out to where no, this was an actual game worn jersey. Yeah. Oh, man, I hope that's not true. Pretty sure I have my Rose Bowl jersey. Well, there is a massive stain on this thing, um, so it has to be your actual jersey. I don't it looks know. Looks like a food stain. I don't mm. know, dude. They they'll stain them up. What size does it say? It says forty eight. I don't. That may be your kicker right there. Hmm. Oh, I don't know, man. Have, that's so crap. That's so crappy. I know. If that's what happened, I'll have to come in and look at it. A lot of times, you can tell by the stitching too. The stitching just looks too flat. I I don't know. I'll have to look at the picture to see if I can tell. Uh, does I that, think I have my Rose Bowl. I'm not 100 percent sure. You better have your Rose Bowl jersey, dude. I think I do. It annoys me that you wouldn't like. 
you don't for sure know that you have your Rose Bowl jersey. It's the Rose Bowl. I know you thought it sucked and all that, but come on, it's the Rose Bowl. I totally would have kept my jersey. I, that's what I'm telling you is I'm pretty sure I have it. <sighs> Does Alabama do work? alternate uniforms on the text line? No, you guys know that they don't. Uh... No, but who gives a rip about Alabama? Uh, they can do what they want. I happen to love our traditional uniform. I, I don't mind an alternate, like, like we've said, as long as it's tasteful. My father is 89 now, and the last OU game we went to together was the 03 North Texas game with the throwback uniforms. I nice. will never forget them. So, yes, obviously they sold those jerseys, they sold the helmets, and they made a nice little profit off of it. And not that that team was ever going to lose to North Texas in the opener. But I wonder what the price point of those jerseys would have been if you would have lost to North Texas that day. Price point would have changed pretty significantly, huh? If you go down to the mean green. I feel like, hmm, did we, did we, have our names on the back? I feel like we didn't have our names. I don't. On the back I don't. Of I don't think that you. I don't think that you did that day. I think that's right. I think that's right. Interesting. Good stuff. Uh, by the way, Blaine also sends us some uh, win totals via DraftKings. Real quick, we'll do over unders on this. Alabama at eleven. I'd go with the over on that. Win totals. Yeah, win totals for next uh, year. Yeah, over. Georgia. If I had to pick it, I might go the under. Championship hangover. Lose it a lot defensively. They'll still be really good, but they got Oregon right out of the chutes. Um, SEC schedule. I don't think they'll go twelve and zero. I I'd, I'd go under if I had to bet it. Yeah. It, so it's eleven is theirs yeah. as well. Yeah. Under Ohio State ten and a half. I'd probably go with the over and think they're going to go eleven and one next Do year. Do they have? I don't think they go to Notre Dame uh, week one. I believe that's their big non-con. Yeah. Uh, and it's eleven is theirs too. Yeah, there's just ten and a half or ten and a half. I think I'll go there. They're at Michigan State, at PSU, Michigan's at home, Wisconsin's at home. Uh, I think I'd go over. Oklahoma is at 10. That's a tough one because that might be the number. But I, th- I would, with that schedule, I'll be willing to go 11-1 and one more likely than I am 9-3. and three. So I'll go with the over on 10. Um. I mean, last year's team, seriously, underachieved big time. I think next year's team's going to be better than last year's team. And last year's team still was able to go 10-2. I think I would go over. You had to really think about that, though. Well, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to look at this thing logically. and I'm looking at it logically. And I know emotionally I, I feel like the team is going to be really good and I'm excited. So just trying to see here, like every single team in my opinion, except for KSU, I think is either going to be the same or not as good. I guess Tech. Tech will be tech better. Will be better. I, I, yeah, they should be better. But but what does that really mean in the grand scheme of things? They sh- and we're at uh, Lubbock, Texas, last game of the season – I don't think they'll be good enough to close the distance on Oklahoma. I I just I feel like they're going to be as I look at it right now better than everyone on their schedule. That doesn't always mean you beat everyone on their schedule, but Nebraska, KSU and Texas I think are the 
are the three most difficult games and you know things can obviously change injuries and teams are better than we thought whatever but I don't see them losing two of those those three it's an easy schedule and for OU to win less than 10 games in looking at it the past 21 years it's taken a major drop off at quarterback I mean it's taken some really big things to happen now I understand some big things have happened a new head coach you're turning over the roster a decent amount but oh five, like that was that was a transition year. Oh nine, um, less than ten games that year. Jermaine Gresham never played it down. Sam Bradford got knocked out. Twenty fourteen, you had less. We know all the issues that went on there. Like it's taken some pretty drastic situations for OU to win less than ten games recently. And if I think that they're going to be better than what they were last year, I, I feel like I'd have to go with the over. But you would also admit that. Losing your head football coach, your two five-star quarterbacks, a five-star wide receiver, a four-star wide receiver, your leading receiver as a tight end, your standout defensive players, like, that's something that's pretty significant. It is. But I, the head coach one, I think that they have a better head coach. Agree. And, and the quarterback thing, I don't think it's crazy to say that in a lot of areas – they could upgrade at that position too. Hmm. Let's see here. Do you think statistically Dylan Gabriel will be better than either Radler or Caleb Williams? Was? I he uh, de- definitely better than what Caleb Williams was last year. Yeah, I think he'll be better than what Rattler was in in twenty twenty. I'm gonna see because I, I feel like in twenty twenty Radler. His numbers ended up being pretty good. Yeah, the they? interception numbers were high in the beginning when he, he threw like two seven. against two against Iowa State, two against Kansas State. He had that one against Kansas, but he he took care of the football late in the year. He threw for three thousand yards, sixty seven and a half percent completion, twenty eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. Yeah, it's a pretty good year. Pretty good. Um not not outlandish, but solid. By the way, A and M's at nine and a half. Clemson's at nine and a half. Notre Dame and USC. <laughs> USC at nine and a half. Uh, let's uh, go deposit or uh, withdraw some cash so I can bet on that one, please. Here's nine what's and a half. so That's weird, though. Here, here's what's so weird about that. Nine and a half, and I agree, they're probably going to be under. But when you look at their schedule, it's hard. Like if. Because we've been talking about, we cover a good football team. This schedule is like, (laughs) it's one of the easiest schedules you could ever come up with. Well, he had a much better team last year in a pretty similar schedule, right? right? And he was only able to go 10-2, and and he got real close to being about 8-4 and last year. He's lucky the ball bounced his way a couple times. So I hear you, and that's the first thing everyone brings up. But the schedule, but the schedule. Well, USC's had an easy schedule now for a long time, and that didn't stop him from going 4-8 and eight last year. I know. But just playing devil's advocate, how good is Caleb Williams compared to recent University of Southern Cal quarterbacks? <sighs> I mean, had Sam Darnold? They had yeah. Jackson Dart. I, not as big of a gap as you're 
trying to lead on. I'm not trying to lead on uh, anything. You were, I'm you just trying asking to lead on. You. you were trying to lead on right there. I know you think you Dart is a better quarterback than Caleb Williams? I'm not saying that, but you were trying to like make the point of, I mean, come on, dude. The quarterback gap is pretty wide. And I'm like, eh. in due time it might be, but not right now. Yeah, It's not as big of a gap as you would think. Well, Slovis mm-hmm. threw for 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns in 2019. That ain't too bad. I don't know what they ended up that year, but um, – yeah, okay. Penn State at nine, Michigan at nine, Texas at nine, Baylor at eight and a half, Oklahoma State at eight. Which, oh, surprise, surprise, uh, Vegas, who is actually in the business of winning money, has OU with the fourth highest uh, win total next year, and the national media, who is in it for all the uh, clickbait material and social media interaction, they're the ones that are uh, hammering OU. I told you this like five days ago, that Vegas is going to be singing a little bit different of a tune than what the rest of the national media members are. And DraftKings says, yes, that's right. What you're telling me is Vegas is not comparing Oklahoma to Maryland. That's what you're (laughs) telling me? Their win totals don't look similar anyway. Hey, I got to tell you, man. I say stupid things all the time, and I'm not acting like I don't, but to compare Oklahoma to Maryland, it's embarrassing. You that you don't have any credibility at all in college football anymore if you do that. That's absurd. It's stupid. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Keep hitting the text line, Aircraft Solutions text line, 651-3439. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for soup. And ready when you arrive, order by the slice or the pie. We have all your favorite toppings and crusts. Wanting pasta, sandwiches, or salad? Jet's New York Slice has it ready for dine-in or pickup. Call in your order at 237-3001 or swing by for dine-in or pickup. East off of I-35 off 19th Street near the USC Federal Credit Union. It is the rush on the ref right here on the Home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Brown O'Haver studio. Keep the text coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. We've got so many texts rolling in. Uh, I'll do my best to get to as many as possible at the tail end of this segment. I had a thought today, though, um, and I love that Blaine sent in those those win totals for this year. But this feels like OU's going to have its lowest expectations nationally. And I, I, was, I was thinking earlier today, lowest expectations nationally since when? And I thought of 2015. They were preseason ranked number 19 in 2015, so that might add up. And then I went and looked at the preseason top five of the AP poll. In 2015, man, that's not that long ago. Listen to this. Ohio State was number one. They won the Natty the previous year. TCU was at two. Alabama was at three. Baylor was at four. And Michigan State was at five. Normally, we say the AP poll preseason is just a who's who of the Blue Blood programs that's out there, but TCU at two, Baylor at four, and Michigan State at five. You know what's, you know what's crazy, though? The postseason 2015 poll, AP Top 25, had TCU at seven and Michigan State at six. 
Michigan State was twelve and two. TCU was eleven and two. Michigan State was in a college football playoff that year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stanford was twelve and two. Um, Oklahoma though finished uh, number five in the postseason poll. Not at all bad for being. What'd you say? Nineteen to start off. Yeah, nineteen. Baylor ended up thirteen. They were ten and three. Look at Oklahoma State finishing ten wins. <sighs> Don't you just love it? Mm-hmm. <sighs> this makes me happy. All right, text line. Navy, 11-2. and two. Yeah, I think they had Keenan Reynolds that year. Ah, nice. Did you see the video of Matthew Stafford turning around and walking away when the girl fell off the stage? Yeah, she ended I up did. fracturing her spine. That was God. a bad deal. That's actually a pretty bad look there for Matthew Stafford. It is, but in his defense. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> The guy's probably three sheets to the wind. I there's no probably about that. What one. I mean, what is he going to do? But yeah, you need to show some concern at least. Golly, that's going to be one heck of a hangover for Matthew Stafford once he finally stops drinking because he's been drinking about five days straight now. That's why I say don't stop. I seriously hair of the dog push Just through hair of the dog all the way to week one next year. Might as well. <laughs> yeah, he drank enough the first two days that like. A mimosa in the morning is going to have him hammered for the rest of the day. <laughs> Midwest City Jeff, uh, I'll take the Sooners over on ten. I see eleven and one or twelve and one Woo! as the only as the only possibilities. Texas will be the questionable game. I hope. I hope we're not twelve and one. Well, how is it even possible for us to be twelve and one? Well, you'd lose one game in the regular season and win the Big 12 title, or you go undefeated through the regular season and then lose the Big 12 title. Yeah. It's just, that's a weird number. Uh, you What? It's a weird number because you don't... I think 12 is a great number when we talk about wins. Yeah, but you can't... You can't really end there if you play in the Big 12 championship. Okay, so just just go by twelve then. I I mean that the championship games don't count in the over under win total. So I know that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why it ends up being a weird number because it's like you went twelve and one, won the Big Twelve, and didn't participate in the postseason, like the uh, the playoff. But uh, I like the point. Twelve wins. Pretty good number. Keaton Slovis, JT Daniels, and Jackson Dart were as good or better than Caleb Williams. That's for Peyton. Uh, From Peyton. Okay. Were they at their best better than what we've seen Caleb Williams thus far? I will agree with that. But we do have to admit, right, that he's probably got a higher ceiling than those guys. Yeah. Better look out for Kansas than boys can play. That's from Sark, Steve Sarkeesian, texting uh, us today. Appreciate it, Sark. He must be in town recruiting. That schedule is buttery soft. Talking about OU's, <laughs> yes. Buttery soft. Chances Gabriel will have a better season than Rattler's championship season, 69%. That's from Clearwater Sooner. Uh, I think I agree with that, and I think he completes 69% of his passes. <sighs> that's going to be – that's that's 100% going. That's, that's definitely going to happen. Yep. Caleb Williams got pulled against Baylor, was very ordinary against Baylor and Oklahoma State. Ordinary. I'd say bad. Wow, I can't believe what I'm hearing from Tyler McComas. He's finally making sense like Teddy. Caleb Carl Williams was average at best, and he might get better if he can start reading defenses. 
<laughs> Fair point. Which still, I don't want. I want everyone out there. We're just going to put it in the back of our heads at this point. Sometime this summer, whenever we get bored and we run out of topics, we will start the GoFundMe to do the rush three drop eight plane pulling the sign at all of USC's games. Kaysen says the disrespect by the national media is all for attention. They know Sooner Nation runs deep, and it will make a good story and possibly documentary one day for them when we compete for a spot next year. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of like clickbait stuff happening, but I also think that these some of these people are have fooled themselves into actually believing it, that Brent Venables is just a, a lackluster, lackluster hire, a come-from-nowhere type of situation. Oklahoma's going to be crap in the SEC. He probably won't survive that. What are they gonna, who are they going to hire, though, right? Who, who should they have hired that could trans, you know, have a better transition to the SEC? Stupid. It's probably the same people that were claiming Lane Kiffin would be a good hire. Ask Teddy if he can authenticate my vial of Chris Sims tears. <laughs> I think a lot of people have those. <laughs> That's great. You know, as much as you didn't pay attention to the media back then, mm-hmm. you guys were aware of, let me answer that one for Chris. You guys knew that happened, right? No. I, I feel know. like you've talked when about was that before. What year? That was after the – was it the 01 or the 02 game? I feel like it was after the 02 game where he said that. Then I would have Matt been – Brown in the press conference. I would have been sitting on the – at the table with him when he said it. Because that's whenever they used to do – Oh, really? We all sat at one big table in the same – now they I think they split them up into different rooms. But at that point they did it on – like there was a tent outside where they had like the big – Thing set up, whatever the big. Uh, I feel like you've told me before that you knew that that had happened at the time, which was pretty great. Yeah, I, I feel like I may have been sitting there. I don't know. It's a blur, honestly. Quinn Ewers will be Chris Sims. That's on the text line. Uh, I don't know, guys. Quinn Ewers. There's a video out today of he hit one out of a Top Golf last night. Yes. Cleared the nets, so obviously he's going to throw for four thousand yards next season. I, I'll just say right now that's not that difficult of a feat. Oh, big hitter like Ted probably takes his own uh, golf clubs to Top Golf. Yes, right, I do, and it's really you. It's it's not that. If you if you're up there on the third deck, it's yeah. it's definitely doable. Now, if you're on the ground, I don't know if that's a that's a little bit of a different story. But if you get a little bit of a launch angle there, right. you, it can happen. And you got a tailwind or something. But hey, he's got some power. Congrats. Um, let's see if he can play football because I've still yet to see the guy do anything in a football uniform. Uh, I know everyone has talked super highly of the kid, and I just – I don't know. We'll see. It's hard for me to predict anything off of a guy that hasn't taken a snap in a football game yet. Hard to imagine a guy with that type of haircut having a lot of success. Can we all agree on that? It's so weird. Does he still have it, oh, the yeah. mullet? Uh, yeah, yeah. Huh. The mullet seems to be back in a big way, mm, especially I, in baseball. I don't know if it's back. It, it may be back, but back in a big way, there's a, just a select few out there. 
I don't know, man. But there's a difference between a mullet and like a mop. You know, when I was growing up, everyone's yeah. like, oh, he got a mullet. And it had just grown out a couple inches too long, right? Like, there's a there's a certain distinction of a mullet compared to what we call a mop type of uh, hairdo. Yeah, I'm talking about the mullet, though. It's shaved on the sides, man. It's There's a ton of people that have it. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas are just what you need on your drive home. It's The Rush, weekday afternoons from 2 to 6 on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation is selling surplus pickup trucks at a no-reserve auction on purplewave.com. Plans for concealed carry permit holders. If members are involved in a use-of-force incident, CCWSA provides the best defense attorneys in the U.S., expert witnesses, and investigators specially trained in use-of-force lawsuits and investigations. Membership plans start at $149 per year for a single membership. Visit CCWSAFE at CCWSAFE.com. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush on this Thursday. Air Cover Solutions text line, Arizona State quarterback just hit the portal. Is Spencer Rattler able to move? Uh, maybe no. way too late in the process to move, and, and he's not going to leave South Carolina even if he could. Yeah, but, yeah, Jaden Daniels, Arizona State quarterback, three-year starter is in the portal. Did, Yikes. Did you see the video of – of that from ASU? The video of him entering in the portal? No, well, I have not seen that. Once the news came out, his teammates like went over and like started taking all this stuff out of his locker and Wow. Yeah. And Arizona State put that out? One of the players did. Oh, I thought like the official Arizona no, State no, no, Twitter no. account. That'd be amazing. Could you imagine how many retweets and likes OU would have gotten if they would have put out a video doing that to, to Carl Williams? Get all that crap out of here. Oh, my gosh. That would have been great. Carl's Jr.? Yeah, I guess that's what we're calling him now, Carl's Jr. Uh, I think Carl's Jr. will – tell me what you think about this. Mm, here comes a hot take. And maybe it's not all that hot, but – is he gonna is he gonna lead the Pac twelve in all statistics for quarterbacks or is Cam Rising gonna outdo him? I think he'll lead the Pac twelve in uh sacks <laughs> next year. With who's, that awesome offensive line as he has. Who's gonna be UCLA's guy? Did they get someone else via the portal? Because DTR's My, gone. DTR's right? gone. Dylan Gabriel, uh news flash, he's gone as well. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know who they mm. I'll check in on that, but they will not be as good at quarterback, I'm going to guess. Yep. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of the rush coming up. Stay tuned. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text.